folks, and welcome back to another episode of your Brains Coach podcast. My name is Angela Shurina. I'm your host. I'm your Brains Coach, and it is my job here to bring to you all the best and cutting edge and just coming out of research labs, all the best brain body tools so you could take control of your brain and start making the best decisions that will shape your life exactly as you want it so you could feel, look, and do your absolute best. Today, folks, I named this podcast episode, It Will Blow Your Mind, because what's coming out now out of research labs, if you start thinking deeper about that, if you start applying that into your life, you'll feel like a true creator of your life, or at at least a true conductor of your brain and what's happening in your life. Because um, from my experience working with clients as a coach, uh, very often my clients uh, would tell me something along the lines that they feel that their brain has a life of its own. Like they have some goals, uh, whether that's health, business, relationship, etc. But then the brain does its own thing and uh, you take different actions and obviously you get different kinds of results, not the ones that you wanted. It's like the brain has its own agenda. Well, actually, the brain has one agenda to help you survive, thrive, uh, be successful. But it does so by reading all the confusing signals in your environment, external and internal, and then it makes you produce certain actions that from the perspective of your brain will be in your best interest. Unfortunately, your brain is not perfect. Our brain is not perfect. And in our complex environment these days, it cannot read the exact correct way uh, all the uh, sign, all the, you know, symptoms and uh, everything that is happening and create exact outcome that you had in mind via thinking about that. So we need to start acting smarter. Instead of just thinking about certain outcomes we want, whether that's health or whether that's our motivation to pursue certain goals, so instead of thinking our way into taking certain action or creating certain results, we need to learn how to shape our environment, external and internal, to give the right kind of signal to our brain. So it takes, or most likely, to produce the desired outcome, to make us do desired action consistently that lead us towards the life experience we want. Um, Let's start with some news, and I'll give you the examples, what I mean exactly. Um, Let's start with study number one, research um, number one that just came out. It was published in neurosciencenews.com July 8th, 2023. How deep sleep brain waves can impact blood sugar levels. So to sum it up, the researchers in California, I believe it was Berkeley, yes, UC Berkeley, um, they learned that the activity specifically, the activity in deep sleep, in deep sleep, or those sleep spindles that the brain produces during um, deep sleep, they are a predictor of how well the person gonna um, metabolize sugar the next day, or basically how uh, insulin sensitive the person gonna be the next day. So it seems that the quality of that deep sleep, and specifically the quality of those deep sleep brain waves, impact how the body pr- um, how the body uh, 
processes blood sugar or processes sugars that come into our system and how it releases insulin in response to that. All that to say, the researchers concluded if we improve uh, quality of sleep, if we affect those deep sleep uh, waves, we can change the way people um, release insulin and how their blood sugar regulation works. And of course, uh, there are so many people who are struggling with blood sugar regulation who are either pre-diabetic or diabetic. And it's a, it's a serious condition that affects every single uh, aspect of one's work, well-being, uh, pursuit of goals and happiness. Biology is not separate. It is tightly link to what we end up doing with our life, how we're going to feel, what we're going to think, and what we're going to do. And <clears throat> I work with a lot of people who have problems or had problems with their blood sugar regulation. And they ask me for advice. And for example, based on this study, I can tell people, instead of trying to willpower your way through better eating, about working on your sleep and improving that. And actually, research showed exactly that. The better the people sleep, the better their hunger control, their blood sugar regulation. And actually, the reverse is also true. When you deprive people from sleep, even for one night and deprive, meaning less than six hours, their blood sugar regulation is going to be either like of a pre-diabetic or almost a diabetic person. So again, instead of trying to control your brain and tell your brain not eat, I don't know, sugars, or even from things like fruit, or trying to uh, not eat, I don't know, rice and, and beans, whatever that might be, instead of trying to willpower your, your way through that, or instead of, for example, um, somebody is trying to lose weight, and I, re- I worked as a weight loss coach for quite a while, so somebody is trying to lose weight, so instead of trying trying to willpower your way through restricting calories, how about, again, getting good quality sleep? Because really good research showed that when people, again, sleep deprived for one night, and that means, again, six hours or less, people eat on average, about 300, 300, 400 calories more, and they crave highly processed foods. Not just, you know, fruit and vegetables, no, highly processed foods. And again, because of this and other pieces of research, what you can do, again, take better action instead of trying to tell your brain that you need to eat less. How about designing better environment and improving things like sleep that downstream will improve your blood sugar regulation, your uh, appetite, your hunger, and um, it's going to make controlling your eating habits so natural. And that's why, you know, when people ask me, Angela, how do you maintain uh, such a lean physique, like six-pack abs, etc.? But that's because I take care of all of those small things uh, that end up having a huge effect, like sleep, like sun exposure, like stress management and emotional regulation through breath work. And that allows me to communicate with my brain in a more powerful way by designing external and internal environment to produce the outcome that I know um, is going to be produced based on data and research. You see how powerful that is? Like where you actually have the biggest leverage to affect the results in your life? Now, let's take the second study. 
That is about uh, immune system. It was published July 12th, neurosciencenews.com. And so what research found, uh, that research was in mice, but um, they speculate it's um, exactly the same in humans. So immune system, the title again, our immune system might help guide behavior. So they, what they found is if immune system senses something uh, threatening to our life for some reason, something triggers your immune system. They did the research with mice and specific protein that is found in eggs. And uh, they made, or the, the mice was bred that way, that its immune system, some mice immune system was reacting to that uh, protein found in eggs as to a threat, and some mice, the other part of mice, did not. And then they changed also the immune response of the mice. So the message of this article is that when your immune system senses something threatening, it shapes, well, it sends the signals to your brain. There is communication between our immune system and our brain. It sends the signals to the brain to avoid the behavior or to do certain behavior to avoid the source of that potential danger. What it means is sometimes you might be avoiding things, you might be avoiding places or interactions because something triggered your immune system to react with alarm and now your brain thinks there is something threatening there and there might not be uh, something might be very benign and you're going to be avoiding the situation the person uh, or I don't know specific food that also works really well for that um, that just shows how interlinked our systems are and when you believe you make decisions to avoid certain places or certain people actually that might be your immune system working because you might went to the you might have gone to a certain place and maybe had some bad food and that wasn't, you know, full-blown allergy and you might have felt something, might not, but your immune system registered something and now you're going to avoid a similar situation because your brain got the signal that there might be something that is threatening. So I want you to understand how your behavior is complex and you always want to question it. Is there a reason that I can think of logically that might be producing that avoidance or that behavior? And if there is not, and you just have gut feeling and a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of your immune system is in and around your gut, they, I think they say like something like 90% of our immune system is there. So you might ask yourself logically, is it something there? Or is it a false alarm that my brain now, you know, knows about and uh, makes me behave in a certain way? So the point of this, folks, your decisions are not yours. It's also about your biology and your gut and other organs and systems sending certain signals towards your brain, to your brain, or your brain reading your internal environment through this vast network of nerves and nerve cells that reach to every single corner of your body. So your behavior, your decisions are not just yours. You don't think about that. They come to you as a thought after your brain already did the work, already got all the signals and decided what's the best course of action without 
consciously consulting you. You are never aware of this conversation. That's what I find so fascinating. And now, back to fascination with this under-the-hood conversation that we never aware of. Um, David Eagleman, he is a neuroscientist, a popular book author. He has a podcast now. And uh, he cre- created this podcast that I listened to like a week ago uh, about why we are never aware of what's happening under the hood. And um, that's why actually a lot of um, philosophers and different researchers question the um, our ability to make decisions. It's kind of like they arrive to us after the fact, and we think we make decisions, but in most cases, we do not make any decisions. Everything has been decided before we even had a chance to have a thought, to have anything. And that's why, again, um, free will is really under the question among um, a lot of researchers. So, um, Back again to this fascination that we are not aware of what's happening under the hood, but the beauty of human being, you can decide uh, to shape your environment even when it feels uncomfortable. Yesterday, I was listening to a podcast with Anna Lemke. She is a Stanford neuroscientist, and she was on um, Hidden Brain podcast talking about addiction. She is a... Um, researcher and an expert in addiction. And they were talking a lot about dopamine on this podcast, and there is part two coming. But the basic idea that I was really fascinated with is Anna explained it really well, that dopamine system is designed to, in a way that we feel discomfort, we feel dissatisfaction, that is designed to be there to make us go out there and satisfy our usually biological needs, but also we have other needs, you know, like social connections, etc. Or in a case of addiction, we develop this need for something that actually doesn't satisfy any of our needs, but instead makes us suffer and compromise a lot of areas of our lives. That's what addiction kind of is. You you compulsively want to do things and you do it and you compromise a lot of uh, areas of your life, your own well-being, threatening your own life that goes actually against what's the brain primary purpose. And that's what's so strange, weird, and life-threatening about addiction is. But anyhow, so Anna Lenke shared this thought, this notion uh, that we understand now that dopamine system is designed to create the dissatisfaction, to create craving almost, to take certain action to satisfy our needs. Like, for example, when you are hungry, you are motivated to go and seek out food. Or when you are thirsty, you are motivated to go and seek out um, water. Um, if, if you lack social connection, you're going to feel that craving, that loneliness, and you're going to be motivated to go out and seek out social interactions. Um Things can go wrong, though, in our modern environment. What I'm specifically um, interested in is that our dopamine system still works that way. But there is so much easy uh, satisfaction in our world that 
A lot of people start struggling with motivation for the things they need to get done. As a coach, I work with motivation with people, helping people to learn how motivation works and how to increase it and improve it all the time because motivation is the energy, is the drive to add. And without it, without that dissatisfaction and hunger to take action, you're not going to be taking action consistently, especially not challenging action. And so based on what Anna Limke does and what I learned from her, and she came out with a book quite some time ago, Dopamine Nation, I highly recommend this book. So the takeaway from all of that, dopamine works the same way. It creates this dissatisfaction with how things are. Like, for example, you have a business goal and you're dissatisfied maybe with your income, maybe with your um, status um, as a professional or as a business owner. There is this dissatisfaction, right? The dopamine created dissatisfaction and you are motivated to go out there and change things. But imagine now that that dissatisfaction you you can actually raise dopamine in your system by entertaining yourself or by eating highly palatable, highly rewarding ultra-processed foods with a lot of calories and sugar and fat and flavorings. They also boost your immune system. Then you watch some Netflix. Then you go and entertain yourself, maybe going out, um, I don't know, to a club or doing some entertaining activities that do not contribute to your goal of building your business. And so, but, but now you feel good and a lot of the dissatisfaction is gone. Now you still feel that you and you know you haven't achieved the goal, but that dopamine deep is not there anymore. You're in a more satisfied state. And now your brain got the signal, well, there is no need. We kind of are satisfied with where we are. And then the person might feel like they are not motivated to take action towards more challenging business goals. And that's why when I work with clients, based on, again, on work of Anna Lemke and others who study dopamine, I when I start working with motivation for hard, challenging actions in business or fitness or when people are trying to lose weight, I tell them, just remove easy satisfaction sources from your life. Yes, it's going to suck. You're going to feel very dissatisfied with how things are. But it's exactly the kind of dissatisfaction that's going to drive you, push you into action to pursue your goals and change things. That's why I also do not allow myself to just distract myself when I'm going through a challenge uh, in my business or in my personal life. Um, health, you know, I haven't gone through any challenges for a while, things got. But when I'm going through a challenge, I do not allow myself to distract myself with some easy social interactions or Netflix or food. I let myself to sit, I make myself to sit into in this discomfort. Sometimes I even make it more discomforting by doing things like taking cold shower, cold exposure, uh, and going on fast. I make it even more discomforting. And then I have so much drive to get out there, take action, and make things happen. Then 
I sometimes question like where, where where do I get that much motivation and no matter how hard things get I'm still motivated to get up every single day and get things get the necessary things done that's because I removed that opportunity to take the edge off to take dissatisfaction off and what again Anna Lemke and other researchers show us that's exactly the kind of state and condition you need to be in in order to feel motivated to go and hunt and pursue your goals and change things. Again, it just the problem is in our society with easy sources of satisfaction, what happens is people just take that edge off and they're kind of satisfied with, you know, just stuff. And that's why there is no motivation, no drive to pursue harder things. So if you want to increase your motivation, I have a really easy recipe for you. Eat boring meals, remove entertainment from your life. And guess what, folks? You're going to be left with that dissatisfaction. And the only way, the only way out is going to be hard work. And that's when you're going to start exercising and taking steps towards your business development. And if you're dissatisfied with your relationship, that's where you're going to start taking harder actions, building deeper connections, relationship, friendships, etc. That's when you're going to start learning and improving until you get the satisfaction from that hard work that needs to be put in in order to change things that actually matter, like your relationships, your business, or your health. So do not try to escape the pain and dissatisfaction. Instead, let it fuel the pursuit of goals that actually matter. I hope, folks, that is making sense. And back again to the sources, Anna Lemke and other neuroscience research, Dopamine Nation, pick up the book, um, learn more about dopamine, reading about addiction, help me to understand dopamine system better and help me to, to create better addictions, so to speak, the ones that actually serve my long-term well-being and quality of my life. I might not be always the happiest person, you know, uh, I'm not, I might be looking more serious than uh, a lot of other people, but you know what? My life is moving in the direction I wanted to move, even though, again, very often I do feel that dissatisfaction and that pain. But, you know, my goal is not to become a comedian, so it might be a good thing <laughs> that I have that uh, more I don't know, dissatisfied uh, vibe in, in my life, often pursuing goals. Anyhow, to cut the long story short, folks, if you lack motivation, the way to get more of it isn't to listen to some motivational speakers and videos, even though it also helps and works, because your mind is driven by the words of others, by the messages, by the pictures. But if you want long-term motivation, you gotta just learn how to sit with the discomfort, remove easy satisfaction sources, and that's how you get down to work. You eliminate all the other options, but to get the pleasure, the satisfaction from achievement of your goals. Um, that's why also a lot of leaders, uh, thought leaders, a lot of business leaders, uh, leaders in all the different areas of life and business and, and, and sports, that's why you see them 
very often eliminating a lot of that, you know, easy satisfaction sources. You see them doing the hard stuff because that hard stuff teaches you to get that satisfaction from hard work, from this, again, almost painful experience. And if you want your motivation to last, that's exactly the tool you need. So remove all the sources of entertainment, of easy satisfaction, and your motivation for doing hard stuff gonna skyrocket. I promise you that, folks. It's based on the best research and and neuroscience that we have at the moment. And it works. Um, I've worked with a lot of people, uh, tens, I'm not sure how many hundreds, definitely over a couple of hundreds over the course of more than, I don't know, 12 years of my career. And I can tell you, this works. When people remove bullshit out of their life, all of a sudden they have all the motivation they need to pursue harder goals. That's about it, folks. I hope you find, you found this episode mind-blowing. And now from sleep quality to questioning your decisions that might be the result of your immune system working under the hood to removing sources of easy satisfaction to build up dissatisfaction and that fuel that's going to drive you. You know, I think also um, a lot of leaders talk about that all the time. They just put it, don't know how to put it in a better language. So they say, Motivation, you know, I don't need to be motivated to take action. I just get it done. You know, I have a routine, I have a rule. But I do personally believe that because they have this dissatisfaction with how things are and they don't remove it, that's exactly what drives their action. It just it doesn't feel like pleasure, like, oh, I'm so pumped, I'm going to take action. No, you just feel dissatisfaction and that catapults you towards pursued, uh, but it doesn't always feel like pleasure. That, I guess, what leaders are trying to say. Uh, feel the dissatisfaction. Don't remove the pain, folks. Stop consuming easy entertainment, and you'll get all the motivation you need to start improving things that actually matter to you. Think about that. You have a whole weekend Take a challenge, go for the whole weekend, remove all the easy entertainment, remove all the distractions, see what happens with your life. And if anything, you'll have an experiment, two-day experiment in your uh, journal, your life journal, your life journey, your toolkit. See what happens. Eliminate all processed foods, eliminate all TV watching, eliminate all the hanging out, but instead maybe even spend some time in solitude and see what happens. See how on Monday morning, all of a sudden, you'll feel so freaking motivated <laughs> that you'll uh, catapult yourself towards your goals at so much speed, you'll be surprised. If you need any guidance on this journey, don't forget you'll have me in your corner. Email me, Angela, at brainbreakthroughcoach.com. If you need any advice, any tips, you need resources, uh, please reach out. I'm more than happy to help you. And one more thing and ask that means the world to me, folks, if you found this episode useful, it's what you're learning here is helping you, then folks, please do share a screenshot, send it to your friends. Um, if you have, I don't know, someone with addiction, check out Anna Lemke's work and Dopamination book, read it. Um, but share, folks, share. Let's make this 
world a better, smarter world together. Please share. It means a world to me. Do the experiment. Embrace the suck using the words of Rich Devini, former Navy SEAL commander who I interviewed for this podcast as well. And till next time, just don't remove that dissatisfaction, folks. Stay in it. See what happens to your motivation. And don't forget to share. Have an awesome weekend.